The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back. George Norrie with you. Doug Elwell with us. By day, Doug is a consultant in the field of web development. By night, he becomes a seeker of mysteries of the world, seeking out and revealing many previously unrevealed or forgotten secrets, both in ancient texts in the field and in the heavens. Doug possesses master's degrees in both Old Testament biblical studies ancient Near Eastern history, and marketing communications, and is able to read the Old Testament in its original Hebrew. That's quite an accomplishment, giving him unique insights into the great mysteries hidden in the Hebrew Bible. Doug, welcome back. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for having me back on, George. And Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. All late Merry Christmas. You looking forward to a good uh, 24? Looking better already. Things are looking up for me. Well, that's great. You wrote this book on Planet X back around 2010, but it's so appropriate today, isn't it? Yeah, it's, every year it's great because of uh, the Star of Bethlehem angle to explore in the book itself. It's great for Christmas time. Do you think the Star of Bethlehem that popped up on Christmas Day, Christmas night, was Planet X? Planet X, yeah, I believe Planet X is another planet in our solar system that comes around every 2,000 years or so. And the last time it became uh, visible to the naked eye from Earth was around the time of Christ, heralding its first coming as birth as uh, Jesus. The next time we see it, some 2,000 years later, maybe in our lifetime, I believe it will return as the sign of the Son of Man and the end of the age, heralding Jesus' second coming as described in Matthew 24:30. Amazing. Why can't astronomers see it now? I think they can, but it requires uh, very uh, powerful infrared uh, telescopes. And as such, if it's coming back and close to Earth, it might represent a, 
an existential threat to life on Earth, and so they're probably handling it very carefully. Um, every time uh, Planet X comes around, I believe it comes around every 2,000 years, and was actually uh, present in 2000 BC when the Empire of Sumer was destroyed. And the text of the Sumerians say that uh, their god Enlil appeared in heaven, Enlil being uh, not the name for Planet X, which they worshipped as a god. Um, it, it, he hurled down a fiery spear and destroyed the capital city of Ur of uh, Sumer, and that that was that was such a great event that really civilization and the ancient Mesopotamia collapsed for for probably like a hundred years until the Babylonians took over some time later, and they wrote uh, of the event in their uh, Babylonian creation epic, also known as the New Elish, and the Lamentation uh, epics were also written talking about how Enlil destroyed uh, Sumer uh, with that fiery spear, which uh, in the 1980s they had found an asteroid crater in southeastern Iraq in the marshlands near the Gulf, which answered exactly to the kind of impact event which would have caused exactly the sort of cataclysm that we see not only in the Lamentation text of the ancient Sumerians, but also in the book of Job, which I believe happened around the same time. Doug, is Planet X the same Nibiru planet that the late Zechariah Sitchin would write about? Yes, it's exactly the same thing. I think he was spot on in that particular angle. I don't necessarily agree with everything Sitchin says, but he has very interesting writings. And I think his theory about Planet X uh, being uh, the, the central um, character in the uh, ancient creation epics of the Sumerians and also the Hebrews, actually, uh, was right on. Let's talk a little bit about the ancient Hebrew Bible, since you've been able to read it and decipher it. How did these people come up with these incredible stories? direct revelation from God, and uh, they had traditions from very ancient times. They're the only peoples who really carry the traditions from the earliest times of man's history forward, uh, partly because of their uh, usage of written language, which is oral tradition. Now, the ancient Egyptians and Sumerians and many other peoples, actually, including the ancient Hopi, which have a surprisingly uh, creation story, which is surprisingly similar to that of Hebrews, actually. Um, they they had a written language a written down language with a uh, an actual alphabet which survived the test of time much better than the oral traditions and cuneiform uh, uh, texts of the other peoples like the Sumerians. If not for the Western cultures and civilizations digging up the ancient Near East, we would know nothing about the Sumerians and very little about the Babylonians and many other peoples. Now, Sitchin writes that the uh, planet X comes around every 3,600 years. You say a couple thousand, so it's probably somewhere in between. Well, the last time, uh, if sorry, the, the star of Bethlehem is actually uh, an appearance of planet X, that would have been approximately 2,023 years ago, give or take a few years. There's people who think it's a few years before 0 AD and a few years after. So I'm thinking Jesus is going to return probably around 2033, which would be exactly 2,000 years after his crucifixion and the year that he actually went up in a cloud and went back up to heaven. Uh, so if that's the case, then we'll be seeing Jesus. The tribulation period might be starting around 2026 or so. Do you think Planet X has got something biblical behind it as opposed to astronomical? I would go as far as to say that Planet X is one of the primary actors in the Bible, beginning, middle, and end. Oh. It's central to the entire concept of the Bible itself. In fact, many of the measures and concepts in the Bible might be based on Planet X's orbital characteristics and similar things. Uh, the, the very creation uh, in Genesis 1 uh, 
if you look at it from the perspective of uh, Sitchin's interpretation of the new main Lish, Gobi interpreted it as Planet X striking Earth with one of its satellites, dividing it in two, and moving it to a new location close to the sun. This is why, in my opinion, when it says, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, the word for created is not truly created. The word is actually cut. And the, the word is specifically cut is used like a jeweler would use to cut a diamond or other jewel. And so it's not a question of creating, it's a question of dividing. And now those who study the early Earth's early history know that uh, the moon was actually created with, a, with a, an impactor roughly the size of Mars. Not the planet Mars itself, but an impactor the size of Mars struck Earth and embedded itself deeply into Earth's uh, core, where it remains to this day. And as a result, the moon was created as a lot of the internal uh, parts of the Earth, such mainly the mantle, actually uh, was jetted out into space where it cooled and solidified and formed the moon. I also believe that a second uh, satellite of Planet X actually struck Earth. This one was a gaseous satellite. I think Sitchin holds this position as well. And this, this uh, softer satellite had actually pushed Earth instead of crushing it and pushed it into a new orbit close to the sun. Earth, in my opinion, and that of Sitchin, believes, uh, he, he believes that um, Earth actually formed where the asteroid belt is now. Hmm. A lot of evidence to support that. Sitchin also talked about uh, the Anunnaki that may have come from this planet X. Do you think that's conceivable? I think it's probable. In fact, in Revelation 12, it seems to be that Satan and his forces are actually thrown down from heaven. And if um, there are actually three, down, three heavens in the Bible, one of which is Earth's atmosphere, that's the first heaven. The second heaven is actually somewhere in space. I'm, I'm guessing it's the asteroid belt or that area. Or it's also, it's actually referred to as a place where rocks are stored. So I'm thinking that's the asteroid belt, which kind of divides the solar system in two. And the third heaven is unknown, but it's possible that it is actually Planet X itself. Is Planet X in the Book of Revelation? Planet X. Book of Revelation is all about Planet X. It's, in my opinion, the Revelation, the real secret of, of Book of Revelation is actually the existence of Planet X and the fact that it'll, in the future, replace Earth as the new home for humanity. You really think so? Wow. I've come to that conclusion because uh, it says at the end of the, of the text, uh, I think it's chapter 21, there was a new heavens and a new Earth, and the old Earth and the old heavens were passed away and no longer existed. What I'm thinking is that Planet X is actually a replacement, an upgrade for Earth. And um, so sometime far in the future, mankind may be moved to an entirely different, much better planet. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Doug, is there reference to Planet X in the Hebrew Bible as end times prophecy? Uh, end times prophecy... It largely has to do with Planet X. It's really the beginning of creation of nativity and end times. It really comes down to Planet X, because Planet X kind of forms the the parameters in which human history is, is contained. Uh, Planet X was used by God to create Earth in its present form. Um, before, when it formed in the asteroid belt region, it was far too way, far away from the sun. It was too cold. And it lacked the moon and axial tilt and rotation rate necessary to support life as we understand it. The rotation rate, uh, Earth's moon, its, its mass, its distance, uh, the axial tilt, everything about Earth in its current form could not have happened accidentally. It must have been part of a plan. And the Earth, as we understand it, could not support life as we know it without being pretty much the precise distance, rotation rate, axial tilt, moon, and everything else has to be just right in order for life to be sustained. So the creation is caused by Planet X, the primary actor, uh, the nativity, which occurs at the center of the Bible, at the center of history, but the center of the Bible between the two testaments, appeared to herald the coming of Christ, and then it'll come again at the end, actually twice, in Matthew 24:30 to herald the second coming of Christ, and again at the end of the, the uh, thousand-year uh, reign of Christ, where it will judge the earth. In fact, it is probably the great white throne mentioned in the book of Revelation, this great white planet. Uh, which will be used mm. to finally judge the earth after mankind rebelled again. And and then the uh, new uh, kind of uh, future of mankind happens after that. What about the flood of Noah, Doug? Was that caused by Planet X? Probably. I was thinking of Planet X, uh, whatever Planet X is in the, in the uh, environment or the inner solar system, because of its interactions with the earth, the catastrophic interactions where it struck earth with one of its satellites, it spread a massive amount of asteroidal and cometary material all over the inner solar system. And the, the impact is not just the asteroids. There are near-Earth asteroids all over the inner solar system. Uh, Mars has asteroids uh, around it. Jupiter has countless asteroids around it also. I think what Planet X had done is it, when it shattered Earth, it carried a lot of this asteroidal material in its wake and also a lot of cometary material, which is basically asteroids with a lot of water ice on their surface. And so um, whenever Planet X comes around again, it carries a lot of this material in its orbital path. And when it comes back, a lot of this material is scattered around in the inner solar system. And it causes the cataclysms that we see in the Bible, which are mostly asteroids impacting and comets spreading various toxins in our atmosphere. So uh, whenever Planet X comes around, even though it doesn't actually come very close to Earth anymore, 
a lot of the stuff in its tail, in its trail, in its orbital path, uh, causes cataclysms on uh, the inner planets, especially Earth. Doug, we talk a lot about uh, fallen angels, the Nephilim. Let's talk a little bit about them. They were the giants, I assume, right? Uh, the Nephilim, uh, the fallen angels, when they rebelled, and I don't know if this is previous to the Revelation 12 event or not, but there was uh, a mentioning in the Bible of during the time of Jared, which is one of the uh, patriarchs in the time before the flood, uh, the fallen angels came down and intermarried with women and created giants. This was happening during Genesis 6. Right. And they created various tribes of giants. Um, uh, I personally think Cain was the first giant, and, and the, the line of Cain was a giant line also. But apparently other... How about Goliath? Goliath came around after the flood. Goliath was uh, one of the Rephaim. Uh, the ones who came before the flood were the Nephilim, the ones who came down from the word Hebrew word Nephal to come down. Uh, and Eam means plural, so it's the the ones who came down. But the ones after the flood, were, the giants after the flood, were called the Rephaim, which means uh, Rapha means uh, heal or be healed, or could be in this sense resurrected or, or restored. And so uh, the world in the world after the flood, the Rephaim were the giants who were resurrected and began rebreeding again. And so there's two types of giants: the Nephilim, the original ones, and the Rephaim, the ones who were rebred in the world after the flood. Do you think the Nephilim were extraterrestrial, or were they more spiritual? The Nephilim, um, as the giants, they were terrestrial. But the evidence indicates they may have engaged in space travel. Uh, the lid of Palenque and uh, in uh, South America, I don't know if you're familiar with that, it shows a, a, yeah. an Aztec or Incan king, I forget which people it was. Um, actually, it sounds like he's in, it looks in the image that he's actually sitting in a rocket ship. And the implication is um, there's also references in Chinese history to the Chinese actually traveling to the moon and visiting with the moon people. It's interesting. A lot of literature talks about space travel regarding the giants and other advanced peoples. I suspect that um, the fallen angels gave the giants an understanding of technology and knowledge and arts or the arts and sciences and what we would call technology and so what they were engaging was not just uh, conquering Europe, they were intent on conquering space as well. The fallen angels, who were they, in your opinion? The fallen angels appear to have been uh, a, a group of spirits who had rebelled against God and wanted to find kingdoms of their own within uh, the material world. And so they, I think what it is, they descended out from a higher dimension, took on physical forms, and then uh, attempted to create kingdoms of their own apart from God. And how they did this was is they basically uh, took the uh, Homo sapiens mankind and artificially altered them so that they were more conducive to being possessed by the fallen angels. Those are the descendants of Cain. Cain was the first giant, and he was designed to be um, taken over, possessed by a demon. Uh, so these, they, these variant forms of humanity, which no longer exist, uh, and they were in the world before the flood, were designed to be taken over and used by the fallen angels so they could interact with the material world in an efficient way. Um, before they could have kind of only observe it, they were called the watchers also for that reason because they could only watch things happening. But they fell, and part of their rebellion was that they interacted with God's creation in inappropriate ways, altering it in a way that God saw was illegal. 
creating entire races of humanity that they could use for their own purposes. Doug, in your opinion, how accurate do you think the Bible is? I believe the Bible is accurate in its original languages. The translations, by definition, are imperfect, but they're good enough for everyday use. But if you want to really understand what's going on in the Bible, you have to read it in the original languages. It's astounding some of the things I've found just by looking at the Hebrew text. Greek is interesting, too, and has some interesting insights, but Hebrew is far more complicated and a lot more subtle. Is it scary at all? Um, it's, it's startling, is a better word. The oh, implications wow. are scary. Uh, what I'm reading in the text, still finding stuff I can't talk about on the air because it's just too, a little too controversial. Oh, I get it. Get cut off again, like we did last time. We're talking about Revelation 12. Um, with the Revelation 12, remember last time we talked, or a couple times ago, we actually got cut off when I was starting to talk about Revelation 12 and what appeared to be a space battle in space. Um, and around that time, I got cut off because I have a feeling. Not by us. Big place. Somebody clipped you, right? Yeah, yeah. It was a problem with the phone. It might have been the phone or somebody actually cut me off. I never called it. If I get cut off suddenly, uh, have somebody call me right away. It happens a lot when we get into something controversial. All of a sudden, the guest goes, <laughs> and they're gone. And the planet Mars might be a factor as well. Tell me about that. Well, uh, one of the interesting things that I found over, over the years, I'm doing research on related topics. Back in September 23, 2017, there was a conjunction in the uh, constellation of Virgo. Uh, basically, the Revelation 12 event of the, uh, uh, the the Virgin being clothed with the sun, with the moon at her feet, and having a crown of 12 stars, that actually happened. This happened um, September 23 during the day. She was clothed with the sun, which literally means the sun was in Virgo. And above her head, the planets uh, Mercury, Venus, and Mars joined with the stars of the constellation of Leo to form a crown of 12 stars. And that was the first vision that was totally fulfilled, which was interesting. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.